listening to Lee TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we got Preacher. Uh, this is the, what episode is this one? Six or seven? Like we are rolling through this yes, season. Yes, we are. It's got a unique name too. What was it? It was uh, Sakosha. Sakosha. And it's episode six. Any idea why they call it Sakosha? Uh, I'm not even going to try to bull or anything. I got nothing. Yeah. Got nothing. Drawn straws here. But I like the name. Yeah, Sounds it sexy. It was different. Um, and it was directed by uh, somebody different. Like yes, it was David a shake Evans. Up. It was a shakeup. Um, I really like this episode. I did too. Namely because it did some really, really big unveiling of yes. information. And we finally got, you know, the. The showdown, or you know, the OK Corral, if yep. you want to say it. And, a lot of answers, and and um, uh, got some unique interpretations of some things that do like and some don't like. So we'll, we'll yeah, cross let's just dive bridge. into it. Right. 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 Let's just dive into this There's bad no boy and get into it. Well, let's just go right into it. First thing we get is this um, is a, a salesman, this uh, sharp looking Asia fellow. Yep, and he's talking to this um, this African American couple, and they're they're struggling. Bills are piling up, mortgages after him, things are going bad. And he's like, he's like, you won't even miss it. Da, da. Now, the, as soon as I'm hearing this, I'm like. This is like, he's going to take a kidney from this guy. Yeah, I have no idea what he's trying yeah, to get. To me, he's like, you're going to take organs. And so, I, I went on vacation and I ended up watching this with my brother, coincidentally named Jake. And uh, we're sitting there watching this. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And no. he was like, oh, he's taking a soul. And I was like, uh, no. Out of left field? Yeah, I was like, you have a salesman talking to these people? He's like, he's taking a soul. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then like... We start, they start haggling over the price and stuff. He's like, how much can I give? And, you know, he's like 10%, but for 15, it's double. And I was like, <laughs> uh, that's weird, but okay. Yeah. And so comes in through the leg and it looks like there's like a tumor. I'm sorry. This looks like blockage on the aorta. Yeah. You like, know, I mean, it, this is where not knowing what we're grabbing and then you see the scene. I'm just puzzling. I'm like, okay, does somebody give big money for blockage in a vein? Yeah, I mean, it looked like the stuff I mean, coming out of uh, Jorah Marmont's chest. You know, look, it like with little... my physique and body, I'm sure I've got tons of blockage. I can sell. <laughs> Who wants it? Come get you some of this. My only side effects are, you know, a little head loss, you know, a little migraine. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Take 30. Please write me a check. <laughs> um, you know, and so the guy cuts him a check. What was it, 160000 150000 So you're telling me that 15% of my soul is only worth 150000 That's not good. Yeah, it sounds like the wife's going to pony up next time. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> um, so he leaves. He gets in this pretty cool armored truck. He's got this one little seat Prequel? table. Now. I mean, there's it's so much out. soundproof and yeah. waterproof, evidently. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um, and takes off, and then you go right to this nice big, you know, Annabelle style mansion, I guess you say, or a nice beautiful home. And we go inside, and we meet Millie, mm-hmm. and Millie looks like a normal, you know, elderly woman watering plants. Normal. Oh Until yeah. Until yeah. you get the scene where you realize Millie's got no pants nothing off. on. She's doing the no pants now. dance. It's a half a birthday suit. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and bravo, fellow, you know, you know, you put random people in half birthday suits, and you have a very confused audience. Yeah, yeah. So we come in, and we have all this high tech stuff, and we 
We match we match this file. And so are we to assume that what he just took from the African American fella, this is what matches Millie? I don't know. It, it made s- me believe it, it, it. That was important. I, I don't think it was just because. But like he did, maybe he did because he said it's close enough. But like just taking a random piece of thing from you and it tells you what your soul is. Yeah. I was a little, like, I didn't see that matching up. I didn't either. And mainly because like, I don't have anything on, like I ever carried anything on my persons that would be, like when I give a dollar and be like, Hey, my name's cash. Like, does this, I don't know. Well, let's go ahead. We're debating the idea of being able to test someone's soul from a material object. Not only that, be able to take parts of it. Yeah. As it's attainable. Well, and, but I mean, that becomes a big deal because Jesse later in the episode is like, fraction? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care. I just, I'm, you can't tell me that you can, you can dig in and get a, you get a percentage of a soul. I yeah, just, a soul's not, it's not a physical thing. Like, exactly. And so, so the show is creating that it is, you yes. know, and everything, this truck's loaded down with samples. Um, Hey, maybe that's why everyone dies immediately. He hits them right in the soul. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Science. Um, it's he science. Gives, so he takes this vial. He turns it into a, a uh, soluble pill, evidently. I think gives it, it to it old edible? Millie. And Millie almost has instant recovery. Yes. And I'm trying to figure out what freaking disease did she have that 15% of a poor person's soul. Blockage. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just amazing. It makes this happen. Yeah. It's just a lot of, un. it's not something you can even debate because you just like, oh, okay, it's not plausible. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we're, we we're just got to accept harvesting this souls. Anyway, um, he goes back out to the armored car and this is where they show the scene that shows these multiple vials everywhere and he gets a credit card. Yep. I don't know of too many credit cards. They allow you to charge $2.7 million. But that profit, though. Wow. But yeah, two point seven million. Like, do you call your bank ahead? Be like, hey, I'm about to really make a a known purchase. Uh, yeah, you're not doing it in the United States because anything over ten thousand dollars, you got to let IRS know what you're doing. You oh, know? really? Oh, well, yeah. U.S. banking laws. If you deposit anything over nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Oh, you have to let the IRS know what, why, or why. All that good stuff. Yeah, they, they need to get their money. That's right. They need well, that Well, cut. you get this cash flow. Where's my cut? You know? Um, so it cuts away to sh- this really cool, you see Jesse at the mirror and this really cool steam smoke. Part of me is like, this is a lot of, some of this has got to be smoke mm-hmm. because it was like the density and the way they did the lighting. And I thought the shot was really cool. Yeah. I loved what they did. Um, thought that was really neat. But I thought there was be more to it. He just kind of did it, and then he comes out, and you see Dennis struggling, coughing, asthma, yeah, issue. Like there was nothing to the whole steam bath, you know. It scene. ended up being pointless and stuff. And it like, ended up being. And I was like, man, this is a really cool effect I've got on camera with the lighting and how you did stuff. And then it's like, want, want, want. Yeah, we moved on. Why? Um, I didn't really get that. No. And uh, you didn't even circle back. At least I don't think if y'all. Yeah, we, had, we had another shower scene, but it didn't culminate to anything other than him wiping the screen, you know, wiping mm-hmm. uh, his mirror. Um, goes outside and Tulip is making pancakes. Pancakes covered 
are these Skittles or M Ms? I'd say because M Ms are Reese's Pieces. I'm really hoping. Well, there are multiple colors. Yeah, so we're talking about M Ms. Um, I hope M Ms. But I got news for you: Skittles <laughs> on a pancake. But Skittles shoot me now. Skittles on a pancake is a very tulip move. Um, but it's yeah. like I was sitting there with my brother and his wife, and I was like, "Wait, tulip can all of a sudden cook now?" And she's like. Well, she made a pot roast. I was like, she put peanut butter on that pot roast. The the cooking expertise here, I'm very concerned about. Yeah, like her ability to all of a sudden, like, so, I don't know. Showed with a little. Do you know something I noticed what I thought was really unique is that they really went all out in this apartment. I froze the picture, and I was looking at the cabinets. The cabinet doors, some of them were different colors. Some were purposely leaning. Uh, There was rusty pots and pans. The wall... The room was so well done. I want to give props to whoever your prop master yeah, yeah, is. Your prop, props to prop I master. I want to give props to the props master. Um, and your set designers Design. and your people on this show. If you guys listen to us, I'm going to tell you, you're bringing, you're bringing the noise. Because another show we love that where the background and the sh- uh, the what you see in the distance is a character is into the Badlands, you know. It's just like another character of the show. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like what y'all bring to the table in this New Orleans set is really, really making a difference to why the show it we is. enjoy so much. And I mean, like you're, it's almost like you're in a New Orleans home because... Exactly. And like they've got all the old furniture and all of that stuff, like you said, rusted. And it's just like, that's what New Orleans is. Right. Uh, Jesse comes up with a pretty good quip, you know, oh, you're cooking, you know, usually behind, you know, the fire extinguisher around here. <laughs> good little joke, good puns. And then they sit at the table and they're eating their candy covered pancakes and trying to decide what's going to happen today. Yeah. And there's some good banter here, you know, well, let's keep looking for God. I still got a bunch of jazz joints. And they're like, well, end up coming to a, what the conversation on how we're going to deal with. Oh, six shooter. No, uh, I think we were talking about Laura first. That's or, right. Yeah, Laura. We got another order. Um, yeah, he was like, just, "It's not like I married the girl." You, you had the hot score. <laughs> know, I mean, Cassidy's cutting his nuts. Oh man, Cassidy is just dropping them. Like, and Tulip, just her eyes looking at him. At first, it was like, "I'm about to murder you," and then it's like, "Look, I'll let you save yourself." Oh, okay. No, I'm going to murder you. Yes. And you didn't have to say very much. Just the look, mm-hmm. you know. And he's uh, <laughs> like, I wasn't that happy. I was happy about the lead that she gave us, not about right, her. Yeah, I just helped a person out in distress. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, it's oh, not like I helped. married her, Tulip, you know, <laughs> which is like a good pun from Game of Thrones. You know, you're like, I have an armada in two good hands, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, my You God. married the guy, you know, and I didn't. So, uh, so yeah, it had some good quips in there. Um, suddenly... The you get a little screenshot and you realize that the Saint of Killers cowboy is is at the place. And bravo to this little girl having the cojones to <laughs> put this man in the wrong room after yeah. she had just seen what he did. After he basically slaughtered it into everybody in their house. Yes, she's basically homeless, parentless, and everything else. Um, so bravo, bravo sends her down and sends him down to room nineteen. Um, Felt so bad for this first guy. Oh, God. Pulls out the gun and everything. I was like, oh. Don't seen- make me shoot you, fool. You know? No. I've seen. The special effects of yeah. him having his hand crushed to the gun. <laughs> looking like a soda can that was crushed. Oh, my God. I My ribs were hurting. Like I've seen the gun get crumbled. 
You know, I've seen a hand get crumbled. I've never seen a hand get molded yes. into a gun. Yeah, and this guy, like, oh, you know, I was straight chuckling. And then just like the next one, like he just kicks open the doors prepared. This saber, have we seen the saber yet? Like, I know we talked about it a little bit. This but. is the first time he unsheathed the saber. Oh. Um, he, you know. Well, he shoots his gun and it goes through five, six walls and then and the hits the refrigerator and makes the refrigerator kind of bump a little bit. And stops at freaking Greek yogurt. At the yogurt. There, there, there had to be a purpose behind this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, Jesse catches a, a glimpse of the refrigerator bumping, you know. And just stares at it for a few minutes. for a few minutes. And the cowboy makes his, room, his way room to room. I, also, I mean, just the camera angle of him going from the top shot. Mm-hmm. Going into a room, within seconds, blood spurting across the floor, another blood spurting across the floor, and then a head rolling out. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was watching Into the Badlands. And um, hearing the head roll, like yes. the actual, like the thud when it hits, and then the doo doo doo. Correct. Like, oh, we, we've got some attention to detail here. Yes. Very You know, very Mr. David sorry. Porter, well um, done. <laughs> yeah. So he's working his way down, and. He sees that the, like I said, the bullet mm-hmm. is in the yogurt. Now, this part, I thought it was super cool. The yogurt was steaming like the Ex- bullet was I, I was going to say the attention to detail so here. Swear, but when he pulled the bullet out, I was disappointed that it did not match the bullet that was stuck in the car from the earlier. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, the bullet in the car was much larger, much different. Looked like a Confederate handgun, you know, because the way it was designed. And so, do we think this thing can shoot different types of ammo, or is just not? I'll be honest with you. You know, Jake talked about how you're from hell and it can make a difference, and the bullets can be whatever. Da da da. I'm just calling BS. This this was a mistake. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, if you're, I mean, yeah, he's the guy shooting what looks to be 45, 50, whatever you want to call it, long Colt, you know, antique handguns, and. Don't show me a car that's got a bullet looks like it's a sixty cal, you know, <laughs> a sixty cal like a freaking cannon, yeah, though. a cannon fire um, that he doesn't have on him, and then you're gonna show me this little bitty nine millimeter that's wadded up inside yogurt, you know, yeah. it just it didn't gel with me. Like to me, that's just a continuity error for it, some it, unknown it is, reason. It was, and that, that but that bothered me, you know. When I'm I'm so detail oriented, and so when you all are, that was a that was a miscue, you know, the cool seeing the steam effect and all that stuff. And so they get out of there before Cowboy gets in there. So um, when they're out there by the dumpster, they have to come up with a plan of how to deal with the Cowboy. Um, and conveniently enough, you know, they go to the library and everything. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's like, how did they know his name? Well, they just said Santa Killers. Yeah, but like, I mean, I wouldn't have known to immediately just go kind of look for Saint of Killers. Or, I mean, did uh, the angel tell him? That it was the Saint of Killers? Correct. Okay. So they did have that leading everything. But they also called him Cowboy. I'm not going to say we started it here at Bleed TV Podcast, but haven't seen heard anyone else calling him Cowboy before us. Right. We made it onto the show. That's all I'm saying. That's correct. Um, well, Jesse comes up with the idea of the, the reason he's doing this. What does he have in it? He thinks he's, he's going to find a way... They just want to get to know your enemy. Right. You know, try to find a weakness or something. Exactly. So when they go to the yeah. library, I, I love that Tulip pulled out the, the, the audio book, book. The audio book. Well, you know, because... Cassette player. I, I envisioned us doing this because Jake 
he was the audio guy. He was Tulip. Like we were both just looked at him and been like, really? You're going yeah. with an audio book? Right. Yeah, because that's what he does. There's no doubt. Um, no, the funniest part, the entire episode, the funniest part of the episode, I had to pause it. I was hurting so bad. He says, that is the end of chapter 57. <laughs> chapter 58 <laughs> on, you know, most of the Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> I mean. I was dead. I was just like, Look. this is Rogan humor. Oh, yes. This is why we watch this show for these little tidbits. This is like watching Michael, uh, Michael, not Michael, Tom Cruise explode. Yes, that's just episode, like looking for the uh, bits and seeing the news things on it. This is why Dick Cheney. <laughs> Chapter fifty eight, Dick Cheney. <laughs> exactly. Well, then, uh, like easily, the second funniest thing was just Cassidy. He's like, so weaknesses. Um, cold belly killer has no family. Uh, he says something. He's like, I'm not sure if that was really a weakness in this situation, <laughs> but you know, it's out there. <laughs> it was just like I'm dying because like, yeah, I mean, he's like listing a single weakness at all yeah <laughs> if anything this is what makes him more formidable yeah um, <laughs> so you know I thought it was cool you saw the books and everything mm-hmm. did you see the cover where it was like a smut book you know like Nuh-uh. a cheap love romance and it had the you know saint of killers and his shirt was off yeah yes, like that. That. i was like you, i mean you gotta be kidding me just uh, i mean this the is perfect rogan of good humor now i will tell you this since i am now with the comic book owner graphic novel owner two or three of those pictures are direct I pieces did, of art i did want to ask you about books. that because it looked like they were using comic book art they were, I know they you did. and it. from the Garth Ennis books. That and, is awesome. Uh, so they gave props to the artists and the writers of the original comic book with a lot of these scenes mm-hmm. right here when you see all this. Well, because Rogan said he read these comic books as a kid and stuff, him and Goldberg, and like they bonded over them. And so to pay homage to the reason they got into Correct. the show, well right. done. And so basically, they kind of realized that this is he is completely soulless. Yes. And that his reason is to get a soul to be able to be back with his family. That's who he is. Yep. Um, and then, like, and so, like, you're able to start thinking of, like, okay, maybe there's a reason Genesis isn't working on him and everything. Right. And you basically get to be yeah. able to two and two together. And that's one of the big unravels of the episode. And then is this Suddenly, where- Cassidy's like, oh, crap. You know, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis. you know. And he calls him. He was like, "Intruder, don't go in, intruder." <laughs> I was, just, I was cr- cracking up, and uh, and then I became probably the saddest I've ever been on the show. Like I, I went into a real swing of emotions here, dude. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I should have learned French, you know, because this is my son." You know, we were all predicting like he's not a vampire. There's, like, I, I said he's the person that turned Cassidy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that was like, my theory. And so on for the, for this to be the events, um, was pretty yeah pretty cool. And so wait, Cassidy's like I think he said what one fourteen. Yes. How old do you think Dennis is? Dennis looks to be in the late sixties, early seventies. So either Cassidy can have children as a vampire, or he had Dennis right as he got turned. Because, I mean, we'd put Cassidy, what, mid-30s, early-40s? Yeah, Cassidy... Like, it's never really said. In the comic books, he's in his 20s. 
Okay. This Cassidy looks like he's lived some early life. thirty. So early thirty. So even that would be like that would put Dennis in eighty eighties range. Yeah. So I mean it's plausible. Yeah. But just plausible. interesting. But also very sad. Cassidy has not had his red sunglasses. No. And like it was very noticeable this one because like he was out yeah. with the umbrella and everything. And like I said before, the casting in the comic book is way different. You know, mm-hmm. um, just a different the whole you know the the verbiage and the how they speak and like that's a lot different. But you know, I mean, very similar. I'm sorry, and so on. But just it's kind of a different you know rationale. Just like Tulip, like in the comic books, Tulip's white, blonde haired woman. You know, so there you go. Um, Jesse tells him on the phone. Don't hurt him. I'm coming. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Well, then he shows up and well, he uses Genesis him. to make sure that he actually hears right. Him. And he he challenges him. You know, like let's make a deal. You know, I know what you want. You think that deal you're going to get is going to get you anywhere? You're foolish. Go ahead and kill me. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that he was holding Dennis up. You know, above yeah. him like that. But did you notice that the CG in it um, when he dropped Dennis? It, if you watch the scene a couple of times. His head doesn't match where the body falls. Like the body falls faster than the head falls, mm-hmm. and so they kind of oopsed on the CG on this part. And I was kind of surprised by that. You know, you didn't catch it. I mean, it's just AMC is not going to have the highest budget for this show. So yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that something like that is what's going to be falling through the cracks in their CGI budget. All right, here's my next dilemma. You have one hour. Not possible. Look, I was just in New Orleans for uh, Mardi Gras, and I know it's going to be a bad representation of traffic and everything, but you're not getting around that city fast. Just the timeline Yeah, You know, like, we're going to keep the three people. You have one hour. Otherwise, they're all dead. And I'm just scratching my head like... It takes me seven minutes to get downstairs. Like, you're giving me an hour? Yeah, I'm just like, what? Um, I, I just... You know, and he goes into one store. I need a, I need a soul. Like he's completely fluent in the whole situation that you can buy and sell. Souls. Makes perfect sense though. Like by the end, later in the episode, Tulip's like, "Hey, why do you know all of this?" And he goes, "Family business." And so there's a lot. There's a part of Jesse that we get a little thing that well if you're a comic book reader it gives you a little bit of that the the, what they call family business Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but I gotta be honest with you you know they have diverged from the comic books what they're talking about okay Um, so they're going to new territory with this situation so I guess we'll see it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do with all this soul stuff I agree but then so of course happenstance there's the armor truck out there they speak, you say the devil's name and it appears in the streets. Right. Because um, the voodoo shop's like, yeah, this guy's out, this yeah. guy's out, that one's out, this one doesn't do it anymore, this one's hanging on my thread. He's like, they, they found a way to market this, do it. They've even fractionated souls. And Jesse was like, you can sell fractions of a soul? And so, like, I don't know, like you said, we had no reason to know why he knew all this stuff about souls and everything. But I kind of liked that he knew all of this and we're going in cold, just baffled. Right. Um, and then he gets the call from Tulip in the middle of the road. He's like, Hey, you know, how you how's doing? It going? I'm about to be murdered. <laughs> yeah. You know, are you going to make it? 
And uh, he's like, uh, uh, so he's trying to get in the armored truck people's attention, and they're just giving the finger. Yeah. Know? And he's like, how do you break into an armored truck? And she spits <laughs> off this list of fertilizer, cell phone, battery. I'm like, he's like, I'm in the middle of the street. I have none of this. <laughs> he's like, wait, I can do it. Yeah, there's a hardware store. Yep. What are the odds this armored truck is staying there for him to go long enough to go over there to make a bomb, put it all together, cell phone it, and bomb it just as it's leaving? Um, about as the the odds about of it working. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. those odds are about the same. Yeah. Um, but how great was this explosion? Like, he makes this bomb and everything. It's like and fart in the wind. You're this fully expecting this to be like a massive bomb. And then, like you said, it was like, it just Poof. not even phased. Poof. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. No, I, I was dying at seeing yeah, this bomb I mean, go it's... off and just nothing. And just, like, Jesse's face just <laughs> like, like oh, God. Um, no, babe, I'll figure it out. I'm, I'm yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty awesome that, you know, a cop car pulls up mm-hmm. and he's able to use that to his advantage in the situation. I thought that was pretty neat. Awesome. Like, and like you said, just the bomb and then the car lights flicker on. You're like, this is actually going to work out in his advantage. Yes, that's right. He's like, uh, make him get out of the car. And he's like, hurry up. You know, <laughs> and he starts running. Uh, I mean, that's what he genius. injects that yeah. humor. Yeah, this, humor this was a stuff. very humorous episode without throwing actual jokes in there for most of the part. You know, right. it was like physical. It was how mm-hmm. the scene unfolded and their conveniences just they weren't that out of the ordinary mm-hmm. all right how about tulip going in there to try to reason with the the cowboy and he's like we need medicine let him go he's sick da, da, da. and he picks her up by the chin neck what do you want to call it above his headline mm-hmm. um again he's holding her face and not her neck yep and like her body was extended away from his hand. And I know you needed Tulip for the scene because it was the full face, but it just, when you just watch Game of Thrones and you see Littlefinger being choked against a wall and you see Tulip who's free dangling and barely showing like she's distressed. It was another misfire. Yep. That's the thing. As that good as this episode dangling. was, there were some misfires. And that bothers me, man, because they do a good job with the details. Well, it's like I appreciate them trying these things, but for some reason, they just don't have the capabilities. And maybe it is money, or maybe it's just they're reaching outside of their element, you know? Right. And maybe that's why Seth Rogen and Goldberg passed off some of these directors' things, and it just didn't work. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's tough to say. I want to applaud you for trying, but at some point you got to connect with it, especially when you're doing the same thing in the same episode. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, of course, Jesse gets in the armored truck, and he's going after this guy like, hey, I need matches. This is a rare one because he's using the bullet. Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, I I was calling it right here. Like, you got to, it's your own soul. There's there's no doubt. There's a reason that this is the guy is the saint of killers and you're the guy who can handle Genesis. There is a reason. And so sure enough, he puts his hair down and you know, same numbers and there's a B. Yeah. And like he's he's off like, by okay, the letter. What's the least I can give. 
you know, one percent. <laughs> and I love how he like he starts selling them on it. Immediately. He's like, you won't even miss it. Yeah, he still sells them to the end. Yeah, you know. Um, now, who, get lost, and they just all start taking <laughs> off. You know. But also, he says, "Do you know who you're robbing?" And the first time I heard that, I was like, "We have Genesis. We don't care." But I think there's a there's somebody important. Well, back in season one, we were always curious as to the uh, white suit man, right? You talking about episode one? My, was it episode one? Yeah, he wasn't in episode. He wasn't in season one. Um, yeah, his name's Herstar, and uh, so you think with it's the scars part- on his eyes? Yeah, yeah. Um, knowing the comic book. I don't think he has anything to do with it. Okay. Um, but that's not to say there is because there is no definitive answer to that. True. So I'm not spoiling anything, you know. So, okay, okay. Um, I mean, I just remembered him and we always like, man, we need to, we need more of this guy because we just well, never considering had Considering what her, her star is in the comic books, um, for what it is, like that, I don't see him as a person who has business in souls. Earth, okay. You know, our souls or whatever you want to call it. Um, so time's up. Yeah, and Cassie's the first—not Cassie, but Tulip's first one pulled out, and he pulls the old blade out. And I guess he's just going to hack her down. I mean, it looks like he, I mean this guy chopped down a TV in one swing. Yeah. So <laughs> what's this? It's a television. This is the thing. And I was like, I, that's not what my first explanation would have been for the TV. I'd be like, what do you mean? It's an audition tape. Clearly. Duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jesse's first that dry is, humor. Yeah. You know, you're dealing with a soulless killer, you know. But anyway, uh, like you said, you know, we pull out the saber, yeah, getting ready cast, to hack her. You know, one of my, we're talking about laughing. It's him grabbing it with his hands and uh, cutting a, his fingers off. Like a slow pull off the bone. Yes. Like, Maybe I'll forgive everything just because of the CG of the blood squirting and then like the flow and just like seeing the fingers slowly just get blunt cut off of his hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, now this was cool. You know, like him grabbing it and all of a sudden they all come off at one time, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of chiclets falling on the ground (laughs) would have been terrible. Them, like you said, slowly going through Mm -hmm. him as he went and him screaming and, "Ah," you know, that was cool. And uh, just rolling. I'm here. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Um, you know, like I said, it's just cliche with the timing thing, yep. you know, one hour really. Um, and so he gets him in there and he explains to him, you got it. And he gives it to him. And the that was what was going through my mind the whole time, you know, before we even came to revelation is, is you get this guy a soul and he becomes controllable. Yep. And so he gives it to him, his massive 1% pill there. And same size as a yeah. 15%, you know, no yeah, big deal. I noticed that. Another little issue, but anyway, and it basically leads to the cowboy being under control because now he has one percent of a soul. And Jesse has his entire monologue as the only man without a soul. No wonder you can't get into heaven. Oh, but now you have a soul. Look at what I can do. And the cowboy was not a happy camper at this point. No, 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 no. Um. And, you know, the sad thing here is is that he did all this, and this was a monumental moment for Jesse and so on. But I like the preacher versus the cowboy dynamic. Well, we loved it because we knew we weren't going to stay in one place for too long. And now we have. Things moving along. And now it's like the cowboy storyline is 
put to bed. You know, I mean, I mean, he puts him in the armor truck, drives him out into the swamp, drives, he drives him in there. It's an airtight deal. And he doesn't need to eat, pee, or anything. So he's, it's like being trapped for eternity yeah. in a swamp. Um, well, like my sister-in-law, she was like, well, until somebody finds him, you know, and me and my brother look over, we're like, he's in a swamp in the middle of Louisiana. Exactly. He's never going to be found. Like, right. th- there's no... And another thing, too, is if you're a comic book reader, that this whole deal of being trapped in a box container mm-hmm. in, under the water in the swamp has a huge symbolism to something, you know, to Jesse's past. Okay. And there, so it, there's some serious foreshadowing here. I can't really tell you because it's spoilery. Yeah. Based on her book, you know, if they go that route. But remember this. So it's something to be excited about? Yes. There's, you know, in the comic book, there's uh, his past. This is a big deal. Okay. And, um, and so I'm curious if they're going to get to show this or are they just doing this like Game of Thrones where they throw these little nuggets in there to show you homage to something that you know about in the comic book, but they don't actually cover it. So it's going to be curious to see how they do that part. And I'm really wondering. And, um, so we'll see. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of a cool ride. Um, and I liked how, uh, the cowboy convinced him out of sending him to hell because, you know, he's like, now I'm just going to send you to hell. I've already told you I've done it before. And he's like, go ahead. Cause you'll be going right with there with me. This is your soul. And I was like, Ooh, nice little, uh, throwback there. Correct. You know, to, Correct. Save yourself and give yourself a fighting chance. That's right. Kind of caught in a catch twenty two there, mm-hmm. you know. So we'll and see that's there. why, like, I was curious as if Jesse would be able to do it because you can't kill him, and so he came up with a creative solution. In my opinion, is sending him down into that swamp. He but did. Now I'm worried that we're going to be stuck in New Orleans for this entire season. <sighs> I'm afraid so. That's what it looks like. I think yeah. they're going to spend the majority what's going on in Louisiana and which there's nothing wrong. wrong. Like we've had beautiful set pieces. It could be something really cool if they do it right. Okay. Could be, but I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really kind of worried. And then, you know, he grabs the saber and both of his, uh, guns. And we're back in the steaming shower. Yeah. Yeah. And he hides them in the same place. There's no way I'm putting both of these guns and the saber in the same exact hole. Well, he's hiding them in a hole in a tiled bathroom floor, you know. Um, There's a lot wrong with. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what the significance is of the location, the shower, the bed, whatever, you know, the the bathroom, whatever. And I'm trying to understand that. I'm hoping there's some kind of like, am I missing something why this is important? Because we showed a shower scene, a shower, shower scene earlier that it didn't have anything much to go with it, and then we had the same thing again to high weapons, and uh, so it's very curious to see. Um, it, it, there's got to be something to it, because they're not going to do it twice, and uh, it mean nothing. But like, I just have no idea what this could be. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's no telling. There's absolutely no telling. So. Um, we shall see, yep. I guess. And that's kind of the credits on this thing. Um, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't even watch the preview. 
I was like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm so, I was like, I'm a little homage to Cash here. I don't really want to know what's going on down the road on this next episode. I'm really not, you know. It makes the episodes curious. a lot more enjoyable. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm giving it a shot. You know, I, I can't do it with Game of Thrones that we're covering right now, but preacher, I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna slowly, slowly work you into this because, man, not having any clue anymore because we know we're gonna watch it, and like that. It's ruined like six episodes for you and Jake, you know, being able to watch these previews because you all know what's going to happen. Correct. And I'm through with that life. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Guys, what did y'all think of the episode? You know, um, y'all can always hit us up on Facebook and um, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, YouTube, you know, we Gmail, have- Bleed TV podcast at Gmail. We do a lot of our stuff. A lot of the stuff we decide to talk about that's kind of extras on content are from fans talking to us about things. And I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, the more the merrier kind of adds into it. Um, and just kind of having that conversation really makes the show even more enjoyable to pass, you know, opinions back and forth and so on. And so don't hesitate. Give us a shout. Give us a buzz. Let us know what you think. And, you know, we'll kind of go from there, you know. Um and I'm thinking that we might even try to sprinkle in a little more of a comic book comparison and maybe make it as like a little spoiler section towards the end, you know, where I could let some, you know, let you know what I kind of learned a little bit and how the book comparisons to the show and what this kind of foreshadows without kind of giving you details of where it's going, but more or less, you know, give you some more insight. About some and that things. way we can be a little bit more spoilerly and have a little bit of fun with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if that's something y'all like or want to get into or whatever, Maybe we add as a little segment on the next episode. But other than that, guys, I think we're just going to call tonight. Looking forward to the next episode. Uh, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all guys next week.